if you want to see some fast and dirty action, the Jefferson Island Casino is the place to go. The only thing cheaper than the drinks here is the value placed on human life. The higher you roll, the farther you fall in this glittering fantasy land where dreams are shattered, along with the heads that house the Fancy cars and fancy clothes. I really like the way that sounds. But that's not really just what I need. Cause money makes the world go round. Fancy cars and fancy clothes. I really like the way that sounds. That's not me, but what I need. Cause money makes the world go round. Hey, uh, here's a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Here's a little ditty about cracking my hand. Here's a little warning of transforming, absorbing the lights of the full moon. And I'm human the next morning. I'm storming your base like a stormtrooper in space. I want the riches, the bitches, and the cold to safe. I want the people with the eye of the pyramid, 9 11 appearing when it gets folded like origami. I'm serious, serious. I study this bloody money like areas. The strippers with the tips that are stuffed in their private areas. From Davidson, gentlemen, junkies with on adrenaline. Audi engine revenue, reverence behavior feminine. It's funny what this money can do to the average person. Like curse snatch and stabbing and stacking paper for purchasing. I am fashion, escort, action. Checks start cashing and watch what happens. Fancy cars and fancy. I'm your host, Gino Boost from GameMusicForAll.com, and you're listening to the Subcon podcast of video games and hip hop. We kicked things off this week from a mashup remixer I uncovered on Bandcamp. This is Gambling Makes the World Go Round, Apathy featuring Haze and Kappa Gamma versus Mad World, all mashed up by Tomato Valley from his mashup album Demigames.exe. This is a mashup between the already heavily hip hop sounds of the Wii classic Mad World versus Apathy and the Demigods crew. Wish I knew about this one when I was talking about the Wii 10th anniversary a few episodes ago. No living in the past though. With that old Nintendo system, by the time this episode drops, many of us will be enamored with the Nintendo's newest console, the Nintendo Switch. So it's time to talk even more about the Switch again. I don't own one yet, so this shouldn't take too long. Uh, there is a fucking avalanche of Switch news. Uh, people are even eating their own game cartridges like a bunch of baffled Neanderthals. Thing not meant to be placed in mouth feels bad in mouth? Is that really the newsworthy outcome? Uh, has anyone shoved one up their ass yet? Is this the real reason we switched to discs in the first place? Because you weirdos shove everything in your mouth? I'm sure I knew a kid that chewed on Game Boy cards back in the day, but he didn't go all food critic about it. That's uh, not an Atari Lynx game pack, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, game Boy carts are okay, but far from the best electronics that fit in my mouth. Uh, it's probably just me though. I'm easily overwhelmed. All my social media streams have turned into a multi-pronged attack upon me of Legend of Zelda spoilers. I've dropped off the grid heavily thanks to that and semi-retired to my fake farm on the 3DS. Um, let's switch gears now though. Fuck, that's not a pun. Uh, indie games, indie games are looking good. Blaster Master Zero uh, drops first on the Nintendo Switch. 
I barely found out how good the original Blaster Master was. And now I barely find out about a sequel? Or is it a prequel? Nah, who cares? Another exciting one is Graceful Explosion Machine. There are so many colors in this game. It's like a hyperactive version of Defender in the style of Pac-Man Championship Edition. Of course, it's not an actual Defender game though. Um, I don't even know who owns the rights to Defender at this point. Oh no, what a rabbit hole that was. The short answer is Defender is owned by a company that makes lottery machines. And no, that company is not Konami with their damn pachinkos. And the last one I want to mention is War Groove because it looks a whole awful lot like Advance Wars, which is good. Uh, they didn't go into heavy detail about the gameplay in the trailer I saw. But I know a factory when I see one, and I know a transport vehicle when I see one too. Uh, the bright primary color scheme and pixelated graphics are another big giveaway as to uh, Wargroove's influences. Uh, I'm sore about the generic fantasy setting though. One of the most beloved things for me about Advance Wars, uh, because I'll find any excuse to tell you more about Advance Wars, is the modern futuristic war games setting. Uh, it's bad enough that I can't have new Advance Wars thanks to the Fire Emblem cinematic universe over here with games until 2024 or whatever. Uh, I'm glad Chucklefish Games is throwing me a bone here. I just wish it wasn't a dragon bone, if you will. Uh, I hate dragons and magic and basically everything Fire Emblem stands for. So it's deflating to see so much Fire Emblem aesthetic spill over into my knockoff Advance Wars game. Anyway, uh, so how has the launch done so far for Nintendo? I can't find one at retail price, so I guess that's good. Uh, I better have one in my possession by the time Mario Kart 8 Deluxe drops, uh, because I already have that game pre-ordered. And if I don't have a Nintendo Switch by then, uh, I guess I'll just chew on my Mario Kart 8 cartridge until I do. Now, let's talk about something that we've had plenty of time to think about. Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's time for my mostly final verdict on the game. Um, I'm still working on an eventual Pokemon Moon article, but a review keeps on devolving into minutia about egg hatching. But I do have a few thoughts to share about the game. One great thing is Poke Pelago, which allows you to just let the game do stuff for you. Because um, I mean, really, that's all you're doing after all, right? What's the difference between getting in a random battle and just tossing them in a sauna for a couple days? Whatever raises their levels, right? What's great about it is that you're doing work even when you're not playing the game. Uh, you could be hatching eggs. You're not even playing the game. You could be uh, training Pokemon, doing some EV training, uh, leveling up, even finding Pokemon. All possible through Poke Pelago, and you don't even have to lift a finger. It feels pretty sweet because, you know, adults have jobs and have to get sleep because we'll die or turn into Tyler Durden's or whatever if we don't get enough sleep. So it's nice to wake up. Just check my Poke Pelago, uh, hatch a few eggs, 
catch a random Pokemon here and there. Search for buried treasure. You know how it goes. You play Pokemon Moon, right? So basically, this is a great Pokemon if you like your Pokemon games to be highly convenient. No more pressing multiple buttons to do something. Just a couple buttons and then you wait. It's like having a really slow microwave. What would that be? Pressure cooker? There's something you have to cook for an entire day. Eh, there's probably lots of things. I'm no cook. Let's get into some of the best, the worst, the best, and let's get into some best and worst of the game. Uh, favorite new Pokemon? Uh, Chargebug is up there because he looks like a bus and he honks like a bus. And then his evolution, Vicavolt, because it looks like the apparently sadly defunct Gradius vehicle, Vic Viper. And I swear that can't possibly be a coincidence. Vicavolt, Vic Viper, Vicavolt, Vic Viper, Vic The evidence is clear. Uh, another favorite, one of the strongest Pokemon I got to use is the Psychic Orangutan, Oranguru, which has been a steady ship on a lot of poorly built teams. Uh, the worst new Pokemon in the game is definitely Golisopod because it has a move where it gets kicked out of the match if it has half HP. So he basically has half as much HP as he should have. And how do you even make that work? I haven't thought of any particularly good scenarios in which to make Golisopod's uh, weaknesses into strengths or at least some strange trickery but another great pokemon it turned out because that boxing crab whatever that boxing lobster thing is just lame and it looks dumb but then it turns into obama's no obama snow is a different one it turns into crabominable no i didn't butcher the name of Bart Simpson's teacher. That's the name of a Pokemon now. And it looks like some sort of fusion between a Yeti and a crab. It's crabominable. And it's a gloriously ugly Pokemon. And it's definitely awesome. Now back to the worst side. Is all of the Ultra Beasts. I don't even know what that shit's about. I don't even want to catch them. They're all funky looking. I haven't caught them yet. I've been lazy about it. I don't want to do it. It's always a hassle because I'm bad at catching Pokemon. They always end up killing themselves. It takes forever. They run away. And going after legendary Pokemon just isn't like... I'm not into it. Not my thing. I like hatching eggs. The only reason I get to the post game is so I don't have all these restrictions on all my egg hatching. Let's talk about the post game for a moment. It is lame. Like I said in the post game, you could hunt down those Ultra Beasts. I don't care. I don't care about nothing. Except hatching eggs. Uh, there's only two things to do once you hatch some pretty good eggs. Uh, and that's to go to the battle tree and do either singles or doubles or team battles. 
or you go to the Battle Royale where it's one on one on one on one matches. Both the Battle Tree and the Battle Royale are too slow. There's not enough options, not enough variety in the enemies you face, and you gain battle points incredibly slowly uh, no matter which one you choose. There's no options for triple battles. I had a lot of teams built around triple battles and all of that is gone now. Hopefully there's an update at some point which allows triple battles or maybe I just haven't unlocked it yet because you know not that good. Not that good at video games. So uh, is this my favorite Pokemon game? Probably my second favorite now. Uh, maybe third. Maybe fourth. I don't know. Get back to me when the next Pokemon comes out. Then I can properly reflect on this Pokemon. I'm not good at hot takes. I need time to reflect. See if see if my life has really been changed. Is this game as good as Black and White 2? Nope. Not by a long shot. I thought there would be so much cooler post-game stuff. Because come on, I thought you learned your lesson after Black and White 2. Black and White 2 was almost all post-game. That's why it was so fun. I just kept going to that world tournament over and over and over again. How could you not bring the world tournament back after three games since Black and White 2? Plus you haven't made a Pokemon Stadium type game since Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Nintendo Wii? Really dropping the ball. At this point, I'm just yelling directly at Nintendo. So it turns out, through some convoluted mess I'll try not to get into, you can transfer your Pokemon from virtual console versions on the 3DS of Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow. And you could transfer those Pokemon up into the latest Pokemon Sun and Moon. And with that, there's the ability to use the missing no glitch which grants you some nice things such as infinite master balls uh, infinite rare candy basically infinite everything's everything you could want infinite of probably some things you mistakenly should not have made infinite I just ran through Pokemon Red as fast as possible I looked up a tutorial that said do these things and you can get through the game pretty quickly and I did most of those things and though this guy promised a 90 minute speed run I got kind of lazy and my run still took about six seven hours to get to Seafoam Islands and be able to enact the missing no glitch uh, but once there um, you know I used the glitch and it is not cheating I mean it's not it's not a cheat code and it's not a hack it's a glitch it's a mistake I mean maybe I just happened to forget how to catch Pokemon I mean you know I'm forgetful even though I already had all eight badges I mean sometimes I need a refresher course you know it's not everyone has to brush up on the fundamentals so I went to the old guy talked to him about how you know how do you catch Pokemon again and he told me and then I just so happen to, I just enjoy sailing monotonously up and down the coast of the Seafoam Islands. I mean, if I happen to run into anything out of the ordinary, and if that strange encounter just so happens to give me hundreds of whatever item, I 
apparently have in the sixth slot of my inventory? Wow. That just can't be helped. But it's all over for Pokemon now because Story of Seasons is on its way. So less raising Pokemon, more raising plants. We're gonna be pulling turnips out of the ground and carrots and maybe some gold items and I'll have a dog. But while we're on the subject of Pokemon, let's talk about Pokemon Go as well. I have a couple of quick updated thoughts. Number one, it's boring now. Um, will they be adding new stuff? Which makes the game fun again? Maybe. Uh, it's also a big problem that it's cold outside and I don't want to walk around no more. I don't think they're going to figure out how to fix that gameplay flaw. Um, also, now that they have incentives on certain days, now it feels like less of an incentive to play when there's not any event going on. My prediction is that there will be an update probably during the summer. Uh, marking Pokemon Go's first anniversary. We'll see if they can capture folks' imaginations again. Probably not, but maybe, but probably not. And now I need to talk about the Nintendo Switch some more. It's very important. But this isn't about any news. This is about what I need to see on the Nintendo Switch. What the Nintendo Switch needs is a legit racing game. I'm talking about licensed cars and fancy realistic tracks and all that crap. Uh, it is a completely forgotten genre for Nintendo consoles. I mean, what was the last racer that you can say had those attributes? I mean, it's basically only been Mario Kart. Maybe some like some terrible third party straight to the bargain bin type games. I mean, the last fun racer like that on the Nintendo console? Probably Burnout 2 on the GameCube. The only good racing game ever since for a Nintendo console has just been Mario Kart. Mario Kart's a kart racing game, not a racing game. The big difference. Is it that hard to make a racing game? And it feel like, you know, we got a lot of the things about racing games already sorted out by now. I mean, is it because no one buys racing games anymore? Is that the real problem? I mean, I don't follow PlayStation and Xbox, so I don't know if they have good racing games. I just assume they don't because no one's told me about them. I mean, great racers are few and far between these days. Uh, ever since a few great bankruptcy-inducing titles came out on the PlayStation 3, and those were amazing. Uh, shout out though to Fast RMX and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe which are two great racing games that will probably be the only ones on the Nintendo Switch unless we get an HD remake of Double Dash that I've always wanted but even then it's still another kart racing game I mean props to futuristic racing games and kart racing games especially quality ones like these but neither of those are the same as playing something like burnout or need for speed or driver or split second especially split second or insert other racing game here and that's too bad because it would be really great on the switch to be able to play a racing game at home take it to friends houses play it online 
play it on a bus, I guess. I recently discovered a dope artist going by the name of Switch. This guy just dropped a small EP on SoundCloud. And this is a track from it called No Rules by Switch from Prelude to Magicant. With a name like that and with an earthbound quote as his description on SoundCloud, I'm definitely following this guy. So enjoy No Rules by Switch from Prelude to Magicant. Stretcher, and her body got that ass that 
Welcome back. I told you I had more Moneyballs beats on the way. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all the music I play today. This mashup is Distati featuring Kendrick Lamar uh, from Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix by Moneyballs Beats from All-Star Video Game Instrumental 2. I'm always excited to share some K-Dot or any other of the latest hip-hop artists I'm digging, but I gotta keep that touch of VGM to seal the deal. Let's get into some site news. First, let's talk about the latest album reviews on the website. Uh, be sure to head over to GameMusicForAll.com to check out these latest reviews. Uh, first up is Molly by the group Yes Mayhem, a stellar grunge album ripped right out of the early 90s. Uh, this group is so damn gritty. I, I love it so much. Um, then we got 131, which is a tribute to Messiah Nakamura by C&S Stock Reports. Uh, this was the latest in a new Temp Sound Solutions Tuesday, in which Sean Faze brings us the latest half-hour assault of drums in classic Namco and Bandai video game music. And then we got Collateral Jamage by the Tiberian Sons, an all-new album of intense metal with the best VG metal album name in years. Uh, it's just such a good album name. Then we got Hey Listen, a metal tribute to Legend of Zelda by A Sense of Purpose. This Ohio-based group drops a highly inspired four-track EP all dedicated to the Legend of Zelda. Man, we just got so much epic Zelda stuff happening lately. I mean, the game just came out, of course. I spent like $80 on useless Zelda amiibos because I still don't even own the game. Uh, but... But... Um, anyway... Uh, check out the newest mixtape over on Game Music for All, which is also dedicated to The Legend of Zelda. Check out 10 minutes of awesome Zelda-inspired remixes, mashups, and dope hip-hop beats. Uh, just head over to GameMusicForAll.com slash MilkBarMix, or look for the Milk Bar Mix on SoundCloud or YouTube. And make sure you check out Game Music for All over on Twitch because I will be doing another stream at the end of the month on the 31st of March. So finally, let's get into the background music for this week's episode. First, we heard Super Smash Bros. Melee Vinyl Remix by Sega, and that is Sega spelled S-A-I-G-A. Then we heard a trio of Dope Tracks by Doughboy the Producer. We heard his remixes of Ninja Gaiden, uh, Metroid, and Donkey Kong Country 2. That was followed up by Frivolous Shara with her remix of the Pokemon Battle theme. Then we heard some straight up indie game music from Co-Audio Solutions. We heard Cosmic Maelstrom from the Pixel Privateers soundtrack. Next up we heard uh, podcast mainstay for quality beats. Uh, this time we heard a Mario Kart tribute known as Space Jam 
uh, by DJ MMA Productions from the compilation Throttle, the Mario Kart mixtape. And once we came back from the break, we heard another Final Fantasy IX remix by Utago, which you may remember as the man behind a lot of great Final Fantasy IX mashups. And we're closing out the show. Uh, what you're hearing right now in the background is a classic by Spamtron from his 2011 EP, Yeah He Did Fanfic By. And this track is 4.0 Extended Checks Mix. And to close out the show this week, we will be hearing the ending theme to the original Resident Evil by Makoto Tomizawa. That track is Still Dawn. But before we get into that, closing things out is another album I found on Datpiff. This is another new artist to the program. Make sure you hit the show notes for links to this and all the music I bump on this episode at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Thanks for listening to the Subcon Podcast and this track is Game Over by Lil DJ from Nintendo. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh. Hey. Look. Double digits on the scoreboard. Got me thinking I'm like, what for? What's the reason for me doing this? I already been through this bullshit. Forget it, they heard me the first time. No need to repeat on my damn line. They slept on a nigga like bedtime. Now I'm setting niggas bedtime. I work late night, all night. That's the only time I like to write With this pen and paper, man, I think I'm nice It's game over, you have no more lives I hustle hard till I get mine Dream chasing, oh yeah, big time I'm blowing up like a trip mine Trust and believe I'ma get mine I've been had to trip what you need, nigga I am not a human being, nigga Get this music to the fiends, nigga Gotta hustle for your dreams, nigga Work now, sleep later People talking but they haters Gotta keep going, I'ma make it Grinding hard, paper chasing It's game over for you chumps You look like you down in the dumps Don't this shit make you wanna jump Probably because we going up This is probably one of the longest verses that I've written I know it's breathtaking and it ain't really hard to mention Little nigga, game over Little bitch, game over Little fly, game over Little hoe, game over Game over, game over Game over, game over Game over, game over Game over, game over, little nigga game over, little bitch game over, little fat game over, little hoe game over, game over, game over, game over. Thanks for listening to the Subcon Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to me at patreon.com slash genoboost. Find song links and show notes at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Follow me on Twitter at genoboost and Instagram at RetroBitsLA. And of course, you can find the latest video game-based albums at GameMusicForAll.com. You're now leaving Subcons.